Blog Talk Radio.
All right, all right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Scoop on this fine Tuesday evening. Um, for those of you who are just joining in, we are getting this show started um, <clears throat> where we are going to be talking about living our best life with Miss Michelle Winbush, as well as um, covering our news and hot topics and what's been going on in our communities. So, um, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's introduce our fam. Rashad, how you doing this evening, bro? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You know, I'm in the building, ready to go, there chilling, go. you go. know, in the building. Yeah, Sorry yeah. That. No worries. Here we are. Hey, 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 Kels, how you doing, sweetie? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to get into these good old topics. How are you? Hey, hey, hey. I am well. I am well. It's been a crazy, yes, a crazy Tuesday, but we in this thing. (laughs) All right, I'm going to let you go ahead and handle it, girl. Go ahead and. (laughs) Oh, so yes, we are going to get on into the news with uh, Mr. Ray Chan. Yeah. So, the first one is going to be a little sportsy, but not so much, but a little bit, because he's an old man. So, Kobe's jersey is getting retired here in December for the Kobe fans, and not just jersey, the Lakers are going to retire both. Is that overkill or is that fair? Let's start with, or, okay, I'm I'm not even going to say do y'all know who Kobe is. I'm going to assume we both know. (laughs) Right? We yeah, we are yeah, sports aficionado enough for that. Okay, all yeah. right. <laughs> so does he deserve both jerseys or just one? Because not even not even the forty is the forty five retired. I don't think no. The forty five isn't retired. I don't think. Maybe I don't know. Forty five. Who's forty five? So was he retired? The goat, Michael Jordan, twenty three and forty five. I don't know if the 45 is. Hmm. I had to look that up. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> he just he just retired, what, last year, right? Uh, Was it last year? No. He no, might be two years ago now. Yeah. Two, three years, maybe. Two or three years, Will? I mean, retiring one of his numbers is fine, but I mean, he only had two, right? Yep. 45, and what was it, 20, 20, whatever the other number is. It was 24 and 8. Yeah. 24 and 8. Okay. 8 is the number I was looking for. Yeah. I mean, you, you can love or hate Kobe, but you cannot deny, like, what he did for basketball. So, I think that I'm... I think that it's it's justifiable for him to uh get his, his numbers retired because he's he's Kobe after all. Um I didn't know that they did that this quickly, which is which is interesting. But I mean yeah. still he he's yeah. is that normal? Yeah, that's about right. Toward the team. Okay, so maybe it's all the same. Yeah. That's a little longer. About five because okay. he's definitely well, going to be I first battle, like so yeah, about five year wait. Yeah. I'm here for 
Kels, you think Kobe should have his number retired now? Yeah, both I think of them is the issue. Both, right. Both I, of them, I guess, is the I mean, issue. I, <laughs> I, I really don't think it's, it's that big of a deal in my opinion, but, I mean, why would you need to retire a team jersey? You're going to have probably one ceremony, um, you know, Traditionally, it seems like they just do one, um, one jersey. So I would think just I'm a traditional person, so I like to keep with the tradition. So I mean, one is fine, but I'm like I'm not gonna be offended or hate on Kobe because he has two jerseys up there in frames. I mean, <laughs> he did a lot for LA, and he's he's one of the right. <laughs> Never been a Kobe, you know, really just a Kobe fan, but I can't deny, you know, his. Ability and talent, so you know I I, I don't it. have that much of an opinion. But yeah, one you know one is cool. You ain't got to just do both of them. But whichever the last one he had on before he retired is the one they need to go with. Right, exactly. The one that he makes the most that he made the most you know did the most stats and made the most change in. I guess would be the one that I would think would be the one that you know would be retired. But I'm not going. Fuss about both of them, but yeah, I agree, Kels. I think whichever one was the one he made the most history with should be the one <laughs> that goes down to history. Who's going to remember the other number if the majority of his fans became fans under the first one? I mean, under the second one is what I'm trying to say. But yeah. right, Niobe says thinks that they usually wait until they're in the Hall of Fame, but they're pretty sure that he'll make it, so she doesn't see the harm in them going ahead and adding adding the uh, adding. Uh, sorry, retiring his number early also. It's kind of one of those, why not? Because we know this is about to happen thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, like it was said, aside from not being a fan of his like that, no way. I mean, I don't think it's overkill, but, and I don't think he, uh, I think it would be more overkill to have two ceremonies. So, yeah, going to do both jerseys. My thing is that I honestly think that uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is going to act diva about it, and that's just because he usually does. He didn't like it when Magic got that uh, when Magic got a, a, a bust to him outside the building, so he demanded to get something for himself. And if Kobe get two numbers up there, I'm sure he's going to find a way to say something about that too. But that was my only thing about it. Yeah, Kareem be acting grumpy sometimes. I don't know why. But he be having old man syndrome yeah. sometimes. Like, bruh, just be cool. Just be cool. You ain't got to li- not like everybody now. Yeah. Right. Doesn't that right? That's some stuff right. Yeah. Everybody. Say, well, I'm going to jump on this one early because, uh, yeah. It's a good ending of all our uh, black television shows. The last one came to an end yesterday. Well, Sunday. Mm-hmm. Good old Insecure. Uh, for those that don't know, Insecure is a very good show that come on HBO, starring this young lady named Issa Rae. It's just basically telling the lives of two black young ladies who just basically live the lives of two black young ladies. And honestly, I think that. <laughs> I, I when I walk away from watching it, that's what I be thinking. Women think and do anyway when we not there, so it kind of helps and kind of it, it's kind of like the curveball that you don't get to. You know what I mean? It helps. Right. It's kind of therapeutic. <laughs> but 
let's start there. So what y'all got on the agenda next? Now that that one's gone, what y'all got coming next? TV wise, just you know, what's the show, and then we'll go into what we going what 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 we got going on with Insecure and dissecting and. Yeah. I've been uh, watching Survivor. That's my show. Yeah, and I, but you know what, Ballers, I'm about to stop watching Ballers because I don't <laughs> like to see the Rock. And you don't like to see him do what? I don't like to see him with all these women. Oh, he cheating yeah. on you? You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. You ain't gotta just be ordered up in my face every episode and stuff. So you know, ballers. I'm on the fence with ballers right now because I don't like all this stuff that got going on with him. But I do like okay. the boys. They have really stepped up there because um, it really didn't keep my attention sometimes. And I think they have really stepped it up on the topics and you know bringing something fresh and new um, to their storyline, especially the the story with. Um, Oh my gosh, I don't know the character's name. The manager slash cousin. Hmm. Um, that's married. I can't think I don't know the character's name. Which show you on? Oh, oh, oh. Survivor's remorse. Uh, yes. Survivor's I, 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 sorry, on me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. <laughs> Reggie? Reggie. Yes. Reggie with the um the storyline with his father. I thought that was something very you know, it's it's an age old story that we hear, but it it they brought it up or brought it back in a fresh way. So I think the writers of Survivor's Remorse, I applaud them. I think that you know that's the show I'll be def- I'll definitely you know have put on my DVR list, and I'm gonna rock with. Insecure is off. I've been told Snowfall yeah. is good. Uh, of course, I'm waiting on Empire. Yeah. I don't care what nobody say. I'm waiting on Empire. I still watch. <laughs> Uh, I still watch me a little ratchet TV. I'm so I'm good with my uh with my Black Ink Chicago, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be all right. And I got college football, so I'm good. Yeah, but this no, little insecure show. Yeah, Who, I watched the season finale today. It's good. <laughs> so you in everybody in? Oh, yeah, for everybody in way forward, right? Everybody in. Oh yeah. We all seen the finale. <laughs> yeah, seen the finale. Okay. Yes, I've seen the finale. All right. Cool, cool. So I'm a hundred percent team Lawrence. I just am. I not just because of the guy thing, but I'm a hundred percent team Lawrence. And my favorite character on the show is still to this day the blood neighbor. I don't know what I'm going to do with the fact that they don't live in the neighborhood no more. He ain't going to be on the show, obviously. We got to find a way to get the blood neighbor up the street. Because just the way he exited the show, you, what you going to do with that Brock pot? <laughs> what you going to do with that Brock pot? And then he hit it in his daughter and say, he say tell, tell, tell her what your favorite, what's your favorite, what's your favorite meal is. Bali flower stew. <laughs> Bolly flower. And what? What did it say? Bolly flower. Bolly flower. Crazy. Crazy. Oh man. Oh, what I'm gonna do without this show though? That's a good show. I 
um, am gonna. I'm super looking forward to the third season. I anticipated this season was gonna kind of leave us hanging. Um, the first one was, of course, the build up, so we got to know everybody, build the storyline up, and all that. This one had to be somewhat climactic, where all of the shit had to hit the fan, and the fallout, and you know, we got to see the drama of what happened from both sides and the friend side. Also, like watching your friends go through a breakup. I've never seen it from the male perspective the way that um, I got to see it in this show this season. So I thought that was really cool to find out that he's got the homies that are going to press him to do the homie stuff. And then at some point there is a homie that will come and be like, look, bro, you do realize that, you know, it's not all just her, you know, to be the accountability piece of it. Because so, we as women often wonder, do y'all have that friend that's ever tapping you on the shoulder like the good conscience? Because sometimes we think y'all have both devils sometimes. <laughs> so it's good to well, know that you guys do often check each other. No good friend. Yeah. Say it again, Kel. Yeah. I was saying, yeah, don't, you know, we all assume we don't have any good friends or something like <laughs> Lead them in right. the right direction. It's hard to tell sometimes. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah. But um, I, I I saw the thread that you started earlier today, Rashad, about this episode um, a little bit ago, actually, while I was prepping for here, and I, I agree with you. This was a really good way to end the episode. Um, I liked that we got to see where everybody was, you know, at the end of this and kind of give us a, leap, a launch pad for the next season. It was done in a way that tied up what was going on as far as the drama and then it gave us a part where people could possibly come back with clean slates. You know what I mean? Like with the friend request from Lawrence to Issa, and, you know, I'm I'm super side-eyeing Molly right now, but I can't say that I didn't see this coming because she didn't really end that with Dro. You know, it was rough for her. She didn't really feel confident when she ended it in the first place. So I side-eyed her, but we'll see. Um, and I didn't think the, the, the co-worker babe was going to work with, Lawrence, because she was too much woman for him from the jump, in my opinion. She was too much woman for where he is. I'll say that because I think Lawrence, I'm, I don't really think I'm team East or team Lawrence, to be honest with you. I'm just team work this thing out. But um, I, I didn't think that she, he wasn't ready for what, where she was as far as the type of woman that she was. So, um, yeah, this was a good season. It was a good season. I cried during the apology, like full transparency. When they had that exchange, like I did drop those tears more than one. It was it was deep. I enjoyed it. It was good. I mean, my cheek jumped a, jumped a little bit, but Issa's <laughs> crying was so whack that I like, lost my mojo. I dropped a tear all the way. I need, I need Issa to work on her crying before she comes back to the next week. She didn't drop a tear. I mean, not once. Like her eyes just got red. <laughs> right. Like she needed to. She should have been uh, practicing with a uh, old girl from. Uh, <laughs> what's that name? Y'all know the choir. Yeah, oh. It's not. From. Uh, she need Oprah in her corner. She needed all that. Oprah, Oprah's got that good. The one from um that played with Denzel and and uh, Fences. Oh, Viola Davis. Ooh, yeah. Viola Davis. That's yeah. a prior right there. Yes, he is. That's a question. She's a one. Like, Viola Davis. Like, that's who she yeah. used to practice. But I, yeah, she I, I just really love all the, u
I loved all the accountability. I liked that word, and I loved all of it that I saw. It was like, man, these folks is really doing some good apologizing. But you're right. When she got to crying, it was like, she don't really care about nothing she said. She's just happy to have him <laughs> back. Like I, I was like, man, I don't know about this. I think she's just more happy that she don't have to really fight the fight no more and that Lawrence is back. She ain't really just happy that, you know what I mean? No, I, I didn't buy it. But then she woke up from the dream, and it was like it wasn't no point in buying it no way because nobody got to buy it. And then he walked out so salty, it was like, wow. Hit him with the buy east. Like, wow, bro. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, the guy and you laugh, but the, you see it and you see it and it ain't the best. You, 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 It ain't the best. And you want to do better. You definitely want to do better. He walked away in a low point. And as a guy, I can see now where that would be a very bad thing to do to somebody. And I... I want to be accountable for myself yet again because that's a horrible thing to do to just, you know, hit somebody with a buying dip. So, in accountability, I'm wrong for the times that I've done that to folks. Mm-hmm. But I did appreciate I did appreciate that I did appreciate the way that they um that um Lawrence, you know, his apology for being accountable for not being the man that he, when he was saying that, you know, that he expected to be, that she expected him to be. Now, that was huge to me because I don't think people realize when sometimes when that feeling is lost, it's because of you don't think they're trying or, you know, you get frustrated because of, um, I guess, just complacency or act or seeming like they don't want anything else in life. So I thought that was a very good twist. Um, on his on um, you know what he apologized for, so I thought that was interesting. Mhm. He um. Yeah. He he had yeah he he it was that was the first time that like we even heard him be honest about that like and admit that it wasn't necessarily a even had been anything to do with her. I think that was. I, I thought that was really cool about how they did that also. They expressed to each other, they didn't blame the other person for putting them in the space that they were in. And they turned around and said that I should have been more. I know Issa did. She said, I should have been more for you. Like, I could have been. And even in the other season, we were hearing, I thought, even when she was having conversations with Molly, I was like, you just ain't going to, like, you just in this space where no matter what Lawrence does, he's kind of just, you're done. You know, not really done, but she was frustrated. And, like, I got that. You could see it. And it was interesting as a viewer because we got to see both sides. And when they did split up, I thought it was obvious that Lawrence had lost himself in their situation because immediately the first time he, he sexed Tasha, of course it was revenge sex. But we had never seen Lawrence sex Issa, Issa like that. He had never cooked for Issa. He had, like, he was cooking for the co-worker, babe. Like, this was a whole new dude that showed up. And you have to wonder, was that the Lawrence that Issa had prior to him going into the couch phase? And that can change a person. With you cooking and we sexing and we having fun and you're just lively, marathon running Lawrence, and then all of a sudden 
you in the boxes and the, the gangs of tea every day watching the television. We, like, that changes the psyche of the thing. So it, I agree with you, Kels. It was cool to see him recognize that, look, this is the thing that I do. And I took that out on us. And she says that, you know, and seeing her say, look, I saw you going into this place. And because I have my own stuff going, I couldn't even come out of my stuff to even help us, you know, help you so that you could, we could get back to where we were in us. So it was it was them saying, look, we were both in a selfish place, and it cost us us. So I think that's kind of where I think I like that it left us wondering, like they're thinking now. You know what I mean? They're they're in a in a space where we're not mad. We don't have to be mad at each other. We've gotten that part done. Um, but now we can maybe we can be friends. Are we going to try this again? I like that they both told each other that they loved each other. Also, you know, because after all of that, you know, her telling him that he was a depressed ass on the couch and then him calling her the hoe and all of that. I think that's possibly another reason why I didn't get a lot of emotion from them. You know, that's why you kind of got the buy east and the, you know, hard cry because, like, they're still kind of trying to keep that gangsta on because no one really knows, are we getting ready to do this again? Is this really, you know, like, where are we? So I didn't really expect them to do the run into each other's arms and, you know. <laughs> Because it just did that would not have been authentic to me, considering the entire season that they've had with all of this drama. That would have been hard for me to to get after all that they've been through. So I'm hoping that you know I'm, I I have hope for them. I don't know why the hell she ended up at Daniel's house. Rashad, can you like what do you think about that? Like why did she end up at Daniel's house as a dude? Why would why would Daniel let her come back to the house after she showed out last time? I don't understand that. What do you think about that part? Comfort. When you're comfortable, you're comfortable. And like some folks get Yeah. Yeah, dudes get comfortable too. We get comfortable with a young lady. Like, you know, at a certain point in time, you genuinely feel like, you know, no other way to describe it, but you're comfortable. You're genuinely comfortable. And she felt comfortable with him. He felt comfortable having her. Uh, They can run the whole, oh, we... Just being cool, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. She ain't going to stay on that couch. That couch ain't even going to get touched like that unless he on it with her. You know what I mean? Like, it's all bad business. But, I mean, not really because, well, no, because he kind of, well, no, I don't know. I don't know which way Lawrence goes now. Does he go back to old girl who, like you said, very well may be a little bit too much for him right now. He a little tender in his thoughts. Um <laughs> Issa is just everywhere. Good old Molly. I mean, I'm not even so much concerned with Molly. I'm more concerned with Dro. I thought that, you know, at least Molly was going to walk up and smack the wife on the butt or something. So, and then she'd turn around and say, whoa, I ain't with the funny business. And then she's going to look at Dro and say, I thought you said your wife was with it. Like, I thought something like that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah. And when and that didn't happen, it was like, okay, so she's just going to keep buying this. His wife is with it, bit. Like, she ain't never around. She ain't never nodded her head yes. She ain't even so much as winked or held a conversation with you. But you right. believe that they in an open relationship? Come on with the jokes. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. But definitely. I don't think show. he's going to end back up with old girl. I don't think she's going to let him come back. The co-worker chick? I think he's going to go back with the I, bank chick. That's his best bet anyway. He need to go back. What's her name? Tasha? He need to go get Tasha. Tasha. Uh, uh, I think they're both probably going through their phases. 
Go ahead, Kim. No, I was saying I don't mm-hmm. I I didn't I don't think he'd go back to her just the way they kinda fell out. He really wasn't comfortable like he wasn't comfortable around her family and stuff. Like I didn't really see long term with them after what happened with them. Mm-hmm. His pride probably won't let him back to Tasha. We'll we'll have to see on that one because that that ended pretty rough. That I think that one that was forking that one. That was kind of done after the way she ended that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm down for a second and be still to be perfectly not, honest. If that's the case, then he ain't got no shot going back where he's trying to go back either. Because she told him, let me out right now on the curb. you going to keep asking me about this dude? Let me out. But in his defense, it is highly rude to keep your nose in a phone while you're around your prospective boo. Now, if y'all are, you know, already down and that's it, like y'all are, that's fine. Probably don't want to talk to you that much now. But, like, in the trying to get to know each other stage, why is your face buried in the phone when you're trying to get to know that young man? That's totally unfair and vice versa. The young man shouldn't have his face buried in his phone either if he's saying he's trying to get to know the young lady. If not, that should be automatic sign that it's kind of basically over. Like, this ain't going to work. Because, I mean, yeah. in, the, in the illustrious words of Erica Badu, I should at least be able to make you put your phone down. You know what I mean? If I can't make you put your phone down, then I don't need to be here no way. He was looking for the yeah. opportunity to jump in about all. Anyway, he was just because, like, she—he was looking for that. It wouldn't have even mattered okay. if she was on or not. Because then, like, they were riding; they weren't really having a conversation. Didn't seem like. I agree with you on the phone thing, totally. But um, I think he after having that conversation with his boys. Like, he was gonna bring it up, and it wasn't gonna be necessarily appropriate. She, um, she, I don't think she did. I'm going to say this, and it might sound crazy, but she had an understanding of the relationship situation he was coming out of. So the fact that she was so shrugged about the fact that she had had sex with dude multiple times, the coworker, and she was still hee-hee and ha-ha in his face with Lawrence around, I think she set herself up for that type of confrontation because you got to kind of, you, where is your, you know, like your antenna, were like flat in this situation that she just acted like he was so out of you know he was tripping so hard after she knew what he had gone through now second on the flip of that he has to put his big boy pants and understand am I really ready to be dating like that's why I said she was kind of too much woman for him because in a fast forward situation where he's not fresh off of an Issa cheating not knowing where I'm at type of thing he possibly could have looked at that with different eyes now not guaranteeing that because I know a lot of men like his homeboys totally feel a, a certain type of way about that type of interaction but I think that was that in itself was too soon and neither of them paid enough attention to the context of their new situationship to to really protect that I don't think they protected that enough he shouldn't have took her to that dinner they shouldn't have you know that that was they were too comfortable without enough foundation in my opinion that was that's why I never really saw that one going far it was really just physical for me Oh yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go into our next song. We have our. Uh, we're gonna uh, have an issue in a minute, time wise. <laughs> you know, we can well, talk about it for a minute. That's, that's I'm telling favorite. you, that is the show though. <laughs> I could actually do that yep, all yep. night. But uh, so our first song of the evening is brought to us by the big homie Freeze called "I Love You." Yeah. 
I need a attentive ear and a faithful breast. And if I'm down and out, then she should give me your best. Go through these valley lows and high tails and purgatory flash shit. On this mission to hell, stuck in this eyes on earth. Well, shit ain't all well. It's hard to bear these burdens without going to jail. So should I pop myself or pack my bags and bail with pops? Raise men and we won't tuck no tails. I heard that clever endeavors don't match with half measures. Rich your teeth, clench your fist, and we can get through this weather. So we didn't try separate. Heaven knows we can do better. And this collective is more effective. Let's get together. I had to let go of that God and Son. And nah, deal with my little issues and all of my big problems. So game on, my J's on, I flamed on. Reminiscing, wishing all my dead homies was home.
about that. <laughs> All right, that was Freeze with I Love You. And we are going to go ahead and jump into our next segment brought to you by Waist Beads by Jen. You can shape your waistline, beautify your body, and host your own beads party and get free beads. Wastebeadsbygen.com is her website, and you can call her at 254-892-8393 or shoot her an email to place your order at wastebeadsbygen at gmail.com. Get out. All right, Rashad, let's go ahead and introduce our guest for this evening. All right, our guest for the evening is Miss Michelle. Michelle had battled with self-esteem and self-love for over half her life. It started in the eighth grade when she went from thick to fat. She remembers crying like a newborn baby daily and even had suicidal thoughts and attempts. During college, and self-hate continued, and as men became interested, rejection was still there, and the hurts from those that failed relationships shook Michelle to the core. Years later, with the help of her mentor, Michelle realized that she had to see herself the way God sees her. He asked her, how can you, ex- how can you expect someone to love you or accept you if you don't? You, you have to first love yourself and realize that God made no mistakes when he made you. Years later, with, help of her, with the help of her mentor, Michelle realized, oh, I'm sorry, I'm reading it all over again, ain't it? Ooh, look at that double back. Boom. So, <laughs> the day Michelle decided that she was sick and tired of being sick and tired, she had been this way for too long, she started journal- journaling and praying. Michelle asked God to help her see herself the way he sees her and help me to start loving myself and finally acknowledge the faith that this mental disorder I had been dealing with for 21 years. Today, I can say I'm not where I want to be, but thank God I'm not the same person I used to be. I'm evolving day after day. It's a battle that I refuse to lose. I have a mission and a purpose to fulfill. I introduce to you all my friend, my GFD buddy, Michelle (laughs) Wimbush. Hey, Rashad. (laughs) Hello, everyone. How are you? Hey. Thank you. How's everyone doing? Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. All right. Well, (laughs) Rashad gave us a very, very good intro for you. Um, So I'm excited to talk to you. This is Keela, by the way. Um, So I would first like to jump in there because you have what sounds like the story that many, many women have. I'm going to say women because, of course, you spoke to a lot of what we deal with as far as self-esteem, weight, our self-love, and being our best self. And that speaks to women specifically, but I'm not going to count our fellas out of that as well. So Uh in your experience, how did you, um, in going through that, how did you transition that into your business and empowering other women. What what clips that said, you know what, this is my gift. This is what I want to offer to the universe. As far as my Zumba? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I just jumped right Well, I, <laughs> it's just a, it's okay. Um I've you know, I love dancing for years. Um 
And for years, I didn't know what my purpose was. It was kind of like, Lord, what am I here for? Um, I know what I had gone through, and I know that I like, you know, sharing my testimony with other women. And I'm like, well, how can I share this with them? You know, rather than just seeing somebody or meeting somebody, what can I do? Um, and I just, I've always had a love for dance, and I love Zumba. And I actually took um, a lady's class before, and it was kind of similar to, you know, what I want to do or what I'm doing now. And at the end of the class, they prayed, and, you know, it was just very uplifting just to see that. And I was like, oh, you guys are empowering each other. And I was like, hey, that's what I want to do. And I was like, well, maybe, you know, if I decide to, you know, I can do something, you know, in in, in that way. And I decided to get my, my Zumba certification. And with that, I prayed about it, and I said, well, Lord, what can I do with this to make it more about them and not as much as about me? And that's where it just came to me. It was like, oh. So eventually I want to have my own gym, and my class is about empowering and, you know, encouraging women to love themselves. So it doesn't matter how much you're working out. You know, I've gained weight, lost weight, and until I learned to love myself, the way that I was and to accept where I was at that moment, it didn't matter how much I worked out and what all I did. I had to first learn to love myself. And so in my class, I talked to them about, well, learning to love yourself first. Well, this is the first step. I have to love myself inside out. If I'm 125 pounds, if I'm 225 pounds, it's okay. You know, we're all made different. No no two people are the same. And so learning to embrace yourself, loving yourself where you are. And then going the extra step, that's when my Zumba comes in. Okay, well, I love myself, and, you know, I'm not going to let anybody tell me I'm not beautiful. I know that I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. But then loving yourself enough, enough to know, okay, am I healthy or am I unhealthy? So let me take control of my life because I can sit here every day and complain about, oh, I'm big. I don't like the way I look. So what are you going to do to get you to where you want to be? And, and it all just, you know, it just goes together. So you're learning to love yourself and accept yourself for where you are, but then going an extra mile and saying, okay, well, I love myself, but I know I'm unhealthy. I know I need to lead a healthier lifestyle. And so that's how the Zumba and everything came about. Well, I uh, I would like to know, as far as, you know, like when guys see it, if guys, you know, we teeter our line between thick and fat and what we say it is. So a guy is, you know, he doesn't see what you see. And he just says, you know, hey, he wants to talk to you. That doesn't that doesn't affect, you know, a woman, like keep her from going into a depressed state or anything like that. Or that's not enough? Like, does it still come to a, it has to be done for self? Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, so it's just like a temporary. Doesn't help? It's a temporary fix. So, like okay. I said in, you know, my bio, you know, once I got to college, you know, dudes would try to talk to me. And so what happened is I started finding myself, myself value and self-worth in the amount of guys that tried to talk to me. So I figured if they were trying to talk to me, then that must mean that, hey, I'm beautiful or I'm not as ugly as I thought I was. And so, you know, then, of course, you know, you get rejected, but it's still all a temporary because a person, I've had men tell me all the time, you're so beautiful, you're this. But when I looked in the mirror, I didn't see what everybody else saw. I only saw what 
what was in my eyes. You know, I would look in the mirror and I would see myself, oh, my God, I'm just, I'm not pretty. Or I need to lose weight. And, you know, we're our worst, uh, worst critic. Uh, you know, women, we are. We're so hard on ourselves. We find any and everything wrong with ourselves. But when you have low self-esteem and when you just pretty much hate everything about yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else is saying. You know, and you can sit up here and put a facade on and act like, okay, well, I think I'm all that. But then when you're by yourself and you're behind closed doors, that reality kicks in and you're like, oh, my God, you go right back into it. And so I did have a time where I was depressed. I was to myself. I, I didn't really hang out with my friends. Um cry myself to sleep at night. I, I, I had suicidal thoughts. I prayed and was like, God, I, I don't want to be here. You know, why don't you just take me? And he didn't take me because I had a purpose. So, you know, regardless of how many men telling you, you know, what the, you know, you're beautiful. If you don't love yourself and if you don't accept yourself, it's, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. That's a magic thing. And I think, I want to ask, I think self-love and self-image and how we feel about ourselves definitely varies based on it's woman to woman. It's not a picture because I know that you, you, you mentioned in your bio that you struggled with your weight. That was your personal journey mm-hmm. that you think might have your issues with self-love. But I can imagine that you have women of varying sizes come to you mm-hmm. who don't see themselves it's like, so this isn't a, you know, a plus size issue. This isn't, you know, a weight thing. Self-love, you know, definitely covers all size women. Exactly. And I, you know, how, how do you, um, how do you approach a woman? How do you, how do you help to speak to that in, in women in general when, when they might say, well, you know, I know I'm not, I know I shouldn't be here because I'm not this size or that size, you know, or whatever size. You, there's a uh, understand. There's a concept, a preconception of what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? So how do you speak to that woman who is battling another stigma on top of, you know, wondering if she really should be there also? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, just you know, telling them everybody's journey is different. You know, and what may be my self-esteem or what's my self-esteem issue may not be yours. But the fact of the matter is that you have uh, issue with loving yourself, whether it's your weight, whether people have told you all your life you're ugly, whether they told you you're not going to amount to be anything. Um, it's an issue in itself. It doesn't matter what what brought you to that self-esteem or, you know, not loving yourself. It's an issue. And at, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a mental thing. And so we all, you know, and I don't proclaim to be, you know, professional and think, you know, and I just tell people, it's okay. It's okay to admit that you're here. It's okay. You know, mine may be different than yours, but don't think that you can't talk to me about what you're going through because at the end of the day, what I'm going to say is, you know, it's okay to seek that medical or that professional help because you know, we get so caught up, oh, we got to pray, 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 and it's okay to pray, but sometimes you need to go out and seek that that you know, that professional help. And so, you know, I let them know just because your issue, no, your issue may not be weight, but you do have 
a self, you know, self-esteem issue or you have an issue learning to accept yourself. And we also do exercises. So, and I tell them whatever your issue is, if you are having, if you have low self-esteem or if you have self-acceptance issues, I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to speak that out. I want you to shout it out, whatever it is, whatever your issue is. I want you to shout it out, and then at the end of class, we throw it in a circle and we pray about it. So um, that's how I'm able to, you know, kind of bring everybody together regardless of our differences and, you know, what your what your self-esteem issue may be. And see, there go my junior panda again. I thought like just this past Sunday in service, that's what we were talking about is watch your mouth and it's in your like. People don't understand, like, you can speak yourself into better and you can speak yourself into worse. If we always yeah. talk about the worst stuff that's going on, then we're going to be, you know, uh, 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 a bad spirit most of the time, for lack of a better word. But, I mean, if you're always encouraging or if you're always encouraged outside of what's going on, you're going to have the fight to push through stuff. So, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, and that's a, that's an excellent exercise outside the exercises. Saying what it is, throwing it in there, and dancing it off, and getting it out there, and breaking the—you know—I like that. That's dope. Yeah. High five. Nice concept. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I also had a lady um, that came into gym, into the gym a couple of weeks ago, and you know I was sharing my story with her, and kind of like what you said, she was like, well. You don't look like you've ever been the size that I am. So I sold her my before and after picture. She's like, oh, girl, you know, because she was a heavier woman. Oh, but you're a lot smaller than what I am. So, you know, for so for her, it was kind of like, well, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but you're not close to the size that, you you know, you were not close to the size that I am now. And so I just, you know, until I say it doesn't matter. To me, I saw myself as huge. So I may not have been, in your eyes, I may not have been, you know, a large person. But in my eyes, I was huge. I was humongous. I was hideous. There was nothing about myself that I loved. So in a sense, yeah, I I was smaller than what you are, but I still kind of saw what you see when you look in the mirror. I didn't see someone who was beautiful. I I saw um, somebody who needs to lose weight, you know. And so once I broke it down to her like that, she was like, okay, I I understand now. So we were kind of able to, you know, go deeper into the conversation because at first she was kind of standoffish, like, "Mm, you really don't know where I'm coming from because, you you know, you've never been this side. So once I did break it down to her and explain it to her that way, we were good. Nice. Nice. Kels, I think I heard you say you had a question back. What's going on? Yeah, I was going to jump in. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> this is your Hi, Michelle. Hi, boo. <laughs> this is my sister and my little sister. But um, yes. you already kind of touched on it. But I was gonna, I was gonna ask because I remember um, going to Zumba and I, I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. But there was, um, you know, there really wasn't a, a time for like speaking or talking about things. There was like no time for that. We were out of the country working, working, working. So I was going to ask, what was your strategy? Do you stop the class or do you just wait until the end to, you know, talk about issues or any problems that the ladies are going through? 
So what I do is I wait until the end of class when we circle up. And, you know, if there come, most of them what we do is before we pray out, I ask if anybody has any prayer concerns, if they have any, you know, praise reports or anything um, that they want to discuss. And if they're comfortable with it, they can, they can you know, go ahead and share it. But if they just want to share it with me, I give them my phone number. I tell them they can text or call me anytime. I also have uh, a Facebook page, and so they can, you know, hit me up on their page. So there are many ways that they can, you know, contact me. So if they don't feel like, you know, feel comfortable with sharing it after class, then I tell them I'm always available. Um, I also, you know, send texts to them every now and then just to check on them if they're not there to see how they're doing. So um, I try to make sure that I do find that time to do that after class. But if that's, you know, not what most people want to do, then, you know, I give them my phone number and they, they're they able to contact me at any time. And how how often are your classes? Do you have, like, a set gym that you're at now and you do it regularly? Yes, I'm actually at a small gym, and so I have classes Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And so it's the same time every day, um, and I just send out reminders to, you know, remind them what's going on. I also try to do different activities, you know, to keep them, you know, interested in coming. Um, this last month we did a Why Zumba, and I want them to share their story because I want them to be a part of the class, and so I just let them know, you know, you never know how your testimony uh, or why you why you decide to take Zoom, you never know how it's going to help someone else. And so we videoed that, and I'm going to put it on my page as well. So, you know, just trying to keep them um, encouraged and inspired in the class. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that you're offering yeah. more than just the class also. I think that's really dope because often we go and it becomes a routine, so to speak, where it's just this is a part of my plan, you know what I mean? But you don't always get that full circle connection of why, you know, why we're here, Mm -hmm. what we're doing, and and how is this really benefiting me? And do I have that support? It's one thing, you know, to go and work out and sweat with someone, but to be able to pray at the end, to be able to have a sister friend to text and call, you know, that's, that's awesome, and I don't think a lot of I know there's no thinking about. It. I'm pretty, you know, pretty positive that a lot of them <laughs> don't offer that. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Exactly. And I think For sometimes sure. we get so caught up in, oh well, you know, everybody may not want to pray, and it's fine, you know. And I tell them at the end of class, hey, we pray in this in this class. So if you're not comfortable with it, I understand. You're welcome to leave. But everybody is, is, ends up saying, and they're praying and. You know, they're telling me what their prayer requests are. Um, I actually told them when I was fasting to give me their prayer requests, and I prayed for them. And like I said, I will contact if I don't see them for a while. Because I know as women, we have a lot that we go through. So if I don't see them for a while, I'll hit them up on Facebook. I'll send them a message or I'll send them a text message. Hey, everything okay? You need anything? You know, praying for you. I miss you. Because it's not, for me, it's not just about the Zoom. But, yes, I love to dance, and we get in there, and we have a blast. Um and I'm all about, you know, getting you healthy. But at the same time, I want to build a relationship with these women 
because we all go through so much, and I want them to feel comfortable with saying, hey, you may not want to tell me everything, but if you need prayer, just let me know, and I'm here for you. I got you. I'm praying for you, whatever it is you're going through. But for the most part, they have been pretty open when I text them or I, I inbox them, and, you know, they're sharing what they're going through. And, you know, I just ask them, do you mind me taking it back to the class and asking everybody to pray for you? Most of them like, yeah, that's fine. You know, I would appreciate it. And so that's what we do. And when, you know, they're not there, the other women are like, well, where is such and such? And so it's like a family. It's a sisterhood. And so that's that's what I wanted to happen. I didn't want to be, you know, we're just coming in here, seeing each other, and you leave, and you don't know anybody. So. That's beautiful. And that actually is an awesome segue into um, into my next question for you. So, you have totally broken down the building, your foundation of your community. How has this network of women, this community, your sisterhood, helped other women to talk about you, to bring you in, to start to build your the business aspect of what it is that you're doing? How, how has your impact on your core group started to grow your core group? And, and how long did it take? For people to be like, okay, this isn't this isn't you know just something that she's doing. Like she cares. How how tell us about that part of your process. Well, basically, I have you know my my faithful few that um, network, and they're they're telling people at their job about what I do, and so I a lot of times I'll tag them and they'll share it on their page or, you know, I'm telling them, Hey, you guys, you know, talk to your friends, let them know, you know, what we're about in the classroom, invite them to come out. Um, and just cause I know a lot of people just like, Oh, I want to find a Zumba class, but you know, let them know, Hey, we actually pray in the class. You know, we we're actually a sisterhood. We talk about empowering each other. We, we try to inspire each other. And so just, and so what has happened is a lot of people, they'll bring their friends, and they'll end up either joining the club or joining the gym or just becoming a regular at the at the club. And they just come in and they pay their $5. And so then they're telling somebody else, and then that person is telling somebody else. And so when I first started, I think <laughs> I may have had like three people. Um, some days I didn't have any people, so I just kind of got discouraged. But um, once, you know, everything got started, and of course, you know, when – New Year's came, then everybody was there, but everybody just started talking to, yeah, you know how it is, and so then they just started, like, talking to people outside, and they just started coming in, and they just like, you know, I really like the class, I'll be back, and you know, some people say that, you're like, okay, but they actually came back, and so... Um, that really blessed me, and, it, and it, it touched me, and, you know, I appreciate the women for doing that, um, because, as, as you know, me, by myself, I try to do it, but it's, it's hard. You know, you can only reach so many, but then when you have people that really enjoy coming to your class and they're bringing their family members or they're bringing their friends and their friends are telling friends and they're bringing people, um, and so that it is really just, it, it's really built my class up. I love that. How can people find you? I've got my my inbox is popping, trying to find out how we can get in contact with you. You know, just to follow you and be a part of your community. So share share your um, your information with us. Okay, so I um, I have a Facebook page um, that's you know basically with my Zoom is for my Zumba class. Um, I also have my own website. It's a Zumba website. I can give you guys that information. Um, I have yes, a YouTube please. page. That, uh-huh. 
Oh, okay. yes. Go ahead. I have a, I have a YouTube. People, so. <laughs> okay. I have a YouTube page um, that I'm trying to, you know, keep, you know, current with videos and all that. And then I have a information on the Zumba website. So I have all that going on um, just to try to, you know, put myself out there so I can give you guys that information. I definitely can do that. Sure. Well, um, just for the people that are listening now, what's your website? Because I'm sure that can get them a jumping page, you know, a jump off page to to get to your other okay. your other contact info. So my website is in Wimbush W I M as in Mary B U S H dot Zumba dot com. Gotcha. All right, so I have posted that for all of you all who are trying to get in contact with Nichelle. Her website is in our live feed, um, so you can click there and find her. Um, I'm sure all of her other links for her Facebook and social media are there, so you can connect and get to know her. Um, I think, let's see, Rashad, do you have any other questions, Kel? Uh, no, well, you yeah. are about it, Nichelle, all night long. <laughs> My question, I'll, let, I'll let y'all ask the questions My my final question is What's your favorite Do you create your own um, I'm sure you do You've been doing it for a while Create your own Zumba dances But what's your favorite um, song That you have What's your favorite routine Oh my god <laughs> um, Oh that's a good question Mm, I don't know. I think it would probably probably be. I'm probably not co- pronouncing this correctly. Hold on. Balalo. Anyway, it's a dembo dance, and so I kind of took that song and did like a a Jamaican twist to it, and so um, I think that's probably. One of my favorite songs. I just every time I hear it, I just get crunk, I get excited, and yeah, I'm all over the place. So I think that will probably be um, my favorite song. Okay, my favorite dance. And right. So the 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 class is basically it's it's Latin fusion. So you know I stick you know, I stick with that, but we do a lot of twerking. We do do that, um, <laughs> and we have you what know I'm mixing up. <laughs> and I do mix it, mix in a little hip hop and everything in there, but um, I want to keep it true to you know the Zumba, you know what it was founded on. But we have an exciting time in our class, and I actually teach Zumba toning as well. It's just a body sculpting class. So okay. all right, all right. And I also want to give you guys my email address, just in case somebody wants to reach me in my email address and the Facebook page. Oh, and the Facebook page. We the Facebook page the is info. actually private. It's actually the Facebook is actually private. Uh, and I will have oh, okay. to of course, yeah, add them, but I can give you the information. The my email address is Zellius Woman seventy eight at gmail dot com. And do you mind spelling that out for us, ma'am? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be irky. It's okay. It's okay. Z-E-A-L-O-U-S, woman, 78, 
Taking M. All right, and for those of you watching on the live feed or have access to the live feed, if you're listening, um, her website as well as her email address has been added to the comments in the feed. So um, I've checked out the website. I like it. Go and uh, check out Miss Michelle. You. She's got awesome photos. It looks like her class is crunk juice, like for real, for real. <laughs> I like these photos. So <laughs> you guys should go and check her out for Sure. I so appreciate you. Um, you are obviously connected to so many people that I love dearly. And um, before that, I already feel like I know you and you are, your light is shining through the phone. So I'm, I'm glad that we had the opportunity to uh, speak with you tonight. Thank you for so sure, much, Q. Sure. I appreciate you guys having me on the show tonight. Thank you, ma'am. No problem. Thank you. <laughs> Have a good night. You too, sugar. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. That was a nice, nice conversation. I enjoyed that. Thank you, Rashad. Rashad uh, brought Miss Michelle to, to the Scoop Nation for us. He suggested that we speak with her, so a uh, super shout-out to him for that. I, I enjoyed that conversation. Um, so it is time that we pop into the, our next song. It is. It is. So our next song of the evening is Brought to you by Elegance by Design, where healthy hair and skin is our priority, but a beautiful you is our specialty. Um, And you can reach us at elegancebydesign.com. So our next song this evening is going to be Control Freak by Miss Leah Joel. No, it's not. That's no. No, it's not. Our next song is uh, Chris Brown by Detroit QB. There we go. I stretch it out like Gouda, piranha, a barracuda, that she's who stay biting back. That's like a pit with no muzzle. Disregard all that hate, and that's why the MCs look puzzled. He bulletproof in the club, outside leaking in puddle. Patrol now, hundred proof. Take a shout for the struggle. Pour some liquor for doggy. Pour a shout out for proof. Illustrated and demonstrated, these lyrics is clarified. You think he a he got some heart, he had testified. Tell him you and your mans, how you moving them grams. No Pastor Troy, we doing numbers, call that Billy Graham. They infected with fake hustle, they moving that spam. Got the ham and the chicken, got the in the kitchen. Watch the pots and the dishes. Don't see the mission until they stuck in submission. Power moves the position. Autopilot on this. Intuition, they fishing. Jim Brown, not Chris. I'm in Virginia with this. Work, 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 work. Dancing out the pot. Chris Brown. It's all up on my. Chris Brown. Chris Brown. By the pocket. Chris Brown. I'm all up in your city with that Chris Brown. Stay strapped like CPL, nigga. I'm legal. Pop tops like Pringles. Whipping up in the Regal. Ain't a bean pop, I 
Chris, Chris Brown. It's about a pocket. Chris Brown. I'm all up in your city with that Chris Brown. Yes, that was Chris Brown, the song about one of my baby daddies. And we always enjoy it here on The Scoop. But it is now time. (laughs) It is now time for our hot topic, which is brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection, where we service women that want to show off their curves in all sizes. So, the hot topic. Um, this is actually a new fan who sent um, a topic in and thought uh, that it would be interesting if we could see what other people's views were on this question. So, the question is, if a man is everything a woman wants, for example, has a job, spends time with their kids, looks nice, and has a great personality, but he's financially stable or quote-unquote broke. Should that be a deal-breaker for a possible long-term relationship? So basically, if you're seeing someone or liking, if a lady is liking a gentleman and they're seeing each other and he seems to be everything she wants except financially, should that be a deal-breaker? So, whew, I'll go with I'll go with Rashad first. Oh man, <laughs> some minority. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> well, I'll start. I'll start with this. Funny, funny. I was just you know talking about our events and stuff like that today, and my buddy said, "Wait a minute, ain't the twenty eighth the curvy kidney event?" And I said, "Yeah, man." He said, oh, yeah, I follow them. I follow them on Instagram. I follow them everywhere they at. He said, I follow the kittens, player. I said, oh, okay. So shout out to the kittens. Y'all got movement. Let me find out. Y'all got the fellas following the cat. <laughs> they don't know so, why they be like that. I'm trying to tell you. Bro say, oh, I know about the kittens, bro. I know when they meow. And I said, okay, I my bad. I won't have to tell you when they throw a party then, huh? So, shout out to October 28th, come party with the kittens. <laughs> right. Now, right up. before we party, we answer questions. So, right. the question was, <laughs> am I there for it? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, man. I if I'm established and the young lady ain't established, but, you know, she good and everything else, you know, I would help her get a job, you know, if if that's what it is. Or if it's a matter of, you know, legal situation or whatever, you know, because stuff happened with us and that's our melanin. Hallelujah. Shouts out to us. But whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. you know, if it's whatever you say, like if I sign up for it from the beginning and I know what it is, then, yeah, I'm going to work with it. But, if I step away from it from the beginning, then you know, I, I, to me it all comes down to what you accept. What you accept from the beginning, like mm-hmm. if I get in knowing that this is the situation, I don't have right or say so or any type of nothing to start flipping out about it later. It's just not right. You had the decision to not be down with that from the very beginning. So if anything, I 
going to the one thing we always talk about. Communicate that situation up front, and then that way let the person choose it up front. So it's not a down the road, we feel this way because this happened. Now, even in the mix, though, because I, I throw that in there, even in the mix, if she lost her job in the mix of it, I'm not just going to get rid of my girl because she lost her job and whatnot. My job is to hold her down. So, no, I'm I'm with the, I'm on team hold them down. <laughs> so, no, it's not a deal breaker for you? Nope. What about you, Q? Nah, it's not a deal breaker for me. Uh, it's not a deal breaker for me. Um, and money is a big deal for me. Like, for those of you who know me, you know that money, like stability, it's not money. Stability is what's a big deal for me, and money provides stability. But I'm a, I'm pretty good at providing, you know, taking care, you know, making money myself. So, and I know financially things always change. Like, that can always change. So if I were to meet a man and he was lining up, hitting all the all the points, and then he, you know, wasn't making the money necessarily that I thought he should have been making or something like that, like, I'm, I don't see myself. That would not necessarily be a deal breaker for me. Because I, I think the, the question doesn't say, like, he doesn't have a job. Is that what we're saying? Like, he doesn't have a job at all, or he's just not, like, making what I make? To me, no job versus not the same job as me is not the same. Like, no job is a deal breaker. But, yeah, no, I need you to be able to work. Like, you you should be working. I had to think about that for a second. But, no, work. A new relationship coming in, I need to know that you're at least taking care of yourself. So I'm not going to sign up for a new relationship with a man that is not making money. I probably would not find out that he was all of those other things once I found out he didn't have a job, like just being 100. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. If, if, like, if I were to start over in a new life, you know, and, and, and I was dating, if I were to find out that you at 35-plus years old, because that's probably the range I'm dating within, you do not have an income and have not had an income for an extended period of time, that would be an issue for me. We would not, I would probably not take you seriously dating-wise. Um, but like, kind of like Rashad's, like his scenario, if we're dating, something happens, your finances change. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm an in it to win it type of chick. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sky up in that situation. So yeah. Okay. I it's will a, double back and agree though. I will double back and agree because <laughs> it sounds like she said you can't chill and be broke now. That's not no, true. yeah. Now you can't you can't no. get comfortable in the fact that like I didn't said all right, cool. I met you with no job. <laughs> now no, because like I said and no. I clearly said, I help you find a job. Right. Help. Yeah. Now yep. if you ain't helping yourself, like we just learned in the last lesson, if you ain't helping yourself, then me cheerleading you ain't much of help. So I'm glad she validated that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, I was gonna <laughs> Do some answers before I answer, but um, one person uh, says that they have to look at the reasons why, and then if he has has a plan in becoming stable, which is very good. It's a good political answer. Um, another person states that um, a, a pretty much the same thing. You know, what makes him not financially stable? Um, he has a job, and he's you know maybe taking care of himself. So what? What does that mean? So I actually went back, and that's what I edited to say that, you know, he has a job, but he he just doesn't have the type of funds um, that you would expect. 
Um, another another person says, um, no, it's not a deal breaker. If he is willing to listen, then that can be fixed. Um, and then we have a guy that says, no, either he needs to manage his money better or his lady needs to live in her means or or she needs to make more money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we had a, a variety of answers. Um, I think the, most of the answers was that, no, it wasn't a deal breaker. And uh, my particular opinion is it's kind of it's strange and complicated. I think, for the most part, I think that I have donated enough of my time and ends to men who were not in a financial place that I would have liked them to be. Um, I feel like I have put a lot of time and energy into that, and I would, you know, I'm leaning more towards finding um, someone that can meet or beat where I am financially. And that's just because I've tried it the other way and it still hasn't worked out. So why would I need to, you know, um, change the way that I live or, you know, change my plans on how I want to live based on, uh, you know, a person I'm interested in if if they're not ready to, to get there. Because I'm not, I don't, I don't want to enable anybody because I can't, you know, because I make money and I hustle and everybody knows I have a lot of jobs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I can't just, I can't keep taking that road to where I'm like, oh, I got it. Let me go out here and, you know, sell some more Avon and some more Kirby Kitten and, yeah. you know, teach another class so that I can get what I want because I don't have a helpmate. But I have somebody that's sitting here, you know, waiting on me to get home. Yeah, no. So I think it's, you know, it does take more details. But if a person is, you know, definitely trying and they're just, and they're just down on their luck and it hasn't been a long time, like if it hasn't been years and, you know, they're being very honest and open with you, like, look, this is what I'm trying to do. This is what I have done. Um, you know, I'm just going to get back on my feet or something. Yeah, I, it's going to definitely take, like, what you do say is going to take communication and yeah. it'll probably be um specific to each person's situation but yeah i mean thinking that that's a good samaritan to just take somebody that don't have no money yeah that's out the window for me i'm not i'm not gonna do that um, from my live, I seem to be getting them um, on the on the screen, so I'm with that. Uh, Lashonda says it's not a deal breaker. Money isn't everything. Live within your means. Be honest and be humble. I would agree with that. Um, Kania says it's not a deal breaker. A lot of people are on different levels financially. As long as they have the ambition, a plan, and or working towards the goal, then we can hang. You hear that? She kind of agrees with um, with the rest of what we were saying. Now I had a question on one of your live viewers' responses. I mean, not your live, one of your comments on your thread, Kels. Your pers- one of the okay. people said that um, she would be cool if the person could listen, like if the man could listen. So my question is, listen to what? Is she trying to help get him, like, to better him? Like, to- Hey, <laughs> man, you. I was holding my guy. mule. I was coming back. Hey, man, I'm with you. <laughs> oh, what, what you- listen to what? 
Um, and she says that some of us are scared of change, which could need a little, you know, I'm thinking she's meaning, um, you know, you could need a little more motivation to try something new. Maybe you've been, you're, you're not stable in your current field because you may need a new field. And are you willing to accept help to get you into that new field so that you can get away? Uh, I can I can see that. Right. That's something that I would, aside from a male perspective, is that something that you think would be a good plan of action? Well, is this L E C H A N? Her? Yeah, this is Chan. Yeah. Judge, judging. No, I'm just playing. No, she making sense. She knew I was coming for her anyway. She knew I was going to pick on her. She just knew it. But, uh,. No, no, no. She's making good sense. Like, you know, if, if your back is against the wall and you claim that that's your woman, if she say, hey, let me write you a resume or let me fix your resume or even let me see your resume, that's step one. The boy she care. Don't you say nothing stupid. Then, like, if she's directing you to places that actually pay something, because, I mean, like, one thing people got to understand, when you come from one step, you don't want to go down three. So it's like... Um, even if that's what you have to do, because dire times call for you know dire straits, but that's not first choice. You know what I mean? So if she's really in tune with you, she knows and she will get you back on track. And she's cheer- basically what she's saying is cheerleading you back in. I'm with that, yes, because that's mm-hmm. what dudes look for anyway. I think that's a lot of what's missing in relationships. And that's just because the dynamics have changed so much that women are bosses, which is great. You know what I mean? I support that. Way to go. It took a while, you know, and it shouldn't have. But now that we're here, that's what's up. I don't mind sharing, you know, the the workloads in the world like that. If a woman knows what she's talking about, then by all means, let her be the boss. Hey, PN standing up ain't never made no building more money than the next. But still, uh, I did, you know. Okay. It's just that, you know, uh, 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 that carries over to going home, and then that's where the, the, you know what I mean? That's why I wanted the clarification in it, because when you go home and you're saying, just listen to me, kind of sounds hand-on-hippish, and it's like, wait a minute. But the explanation was the good broom and dustpan, so, yep, she got that right. She won. No argument out of me. <laughs> Jan says to stop thinking so negatively, Rashad. Oh, <laughs> my Lord. I just got done you chilling, know, you woman. Leave me alone. Yeah, but you know, I've been in that. I was in a situation like that to where I thought I was being a cheerleader, and mm-hmm. um, you know, it. At the end of the day, after the relationship was done, and and you know, we, I don't want to say we were friends, but after we talked about some things, like he he thought I was basically nagging him when I was trying to get him to get back on his feet because he had lost a really, really, really good job mm-hmm. and, you know, with, you know, had to basically take anything he could get after waiting trying to get something else that paid as well and he thought I was just I was basically getting on his nerves because I was trying to help him get back to where he was. And Let me ask you this. So, Did you a lot mourning period? Because you said it was like a for real a real, real job like he was making real money then you got to understand mm-hmm. that that kicked him in his heart like a girlfriend. You can't just take mm-hmm. large legal money away from a man and then expect for him to just bounce back up tomorrow. 
It don't happen like that. You got to let it bear. Not that you got to let him just sulk for years, but it's going to have to be buried in itself that it's over because, again, that word comfort sets in, like we talked about at the beginning. Like, why did why did Issa go back to Daniel? Comfort. Same thing with them jobs. Once you get comfortable in the fact that, hey, yeah, I'm supposed to be here at 8 o'clock, but I show up at 8.10 all the time, and I'm me. Yeah, I'm supposed to do this, but you know what I mean? It all starts setting in, and that's your groove. And once you get in that groove and it's taken away, and now every Monday you wake up is scratching and going to watch whatever comes on on ESPN in the morning, oh, it's a wake-up call. And just to have the person who goes to work, that's different with every person. That really goes to how strong of an individual the person is, and it also goes to how big of a blow in life that that loss was. Because, you know, each person deals with stuff differently, and what it meant to them means something different at each point and stage in life. You know, at one stage in life, you couldn't have told me that working at West wasn't the greatest I was going to get to because I was just walking around and I didn't have to do anything. And I was basically getting paid to just make sure that everybody was getting the same amount of phone calls. I didn't have to touch a phone. So when that was taken away from me, it was like, oh, my God, my whole world, it's over. <laughs> now I have to go back to being a regular worker. I have to get on the phone. Like, I, I mean, like, oh, my God, you couldn't tell me that life was going to be life again. I had to for real get on the phone in the next job. Like, I don't – like – I for real came to the next job with the attitude like y'all want me to put on a headset? I don't do that no more. I, I don't I don't know, I don't know. I, I walk around and make sure everybody else has on a headset. Y'all wasn't hiring for that? Oh yeah, I probably won't be here long, player. Like I I had the for real I'm walking out of here attitude. You know what I mean? Like the the belligerent, you know, hey, I ain't cut out for this and if you ain't talking about letting me run it, I'm walking. So like yeah. When that's going on, you know, the, the male ego versus the who I should be, and the, it, it's not much. Basically, what you could call it in the earthly is the fight with God. That's what it is. Because God got a plan regardless, and we sitting down here fighting it. But the thing is, is that he always right. So here we are. And that's how it goes, like, honestly. So it's not a it's not a how long does it take because each dude is different and nobody can say you know I mean you can because it's your timeline as far as look dude you've been at this this long I've been cheering the whole time I'm not gonna keep cheering for somebody who won't even just stand up to go make a solid dollar just to you know what I mean at least have something in their pocket like you're just gonna keep sitting because ain't nothing what you no. Cause I mean, like I said, I I I tanked. I like I said, I don't point finger at nobody else. I use myself. I tanked for like a year to two years, and it took me to start all the way over. Like I had to get jobs that I would have never applied for, but it was a humbling experience to bring me back to you know, a, hey man, there's never a point in time where a job is beneath you. Money is money. And sometimes it takes people to have to be slapped with that reality to understand that because we're so used to being handed stuff that we feel like is deserved. And a lot of times we're not looking at it as I'm really playing cards that I don't even, I probably would have never had this debt. You know what I mean? 
I think we got, like, I don't know. I know I, I say for me, then I can't put everybody in a boat. Like I said, I, a lot of times will look at stuff later and be like, bro, you probably shouldn't even have that job. Like, why you sitting here acting like you couldn't go lower and get a lower job to put yourself back in the position? You probably shouldn't have had that higher job you had. So, I mean, it it's all a timing thing. And I, I immediately dropped. No, I was just saying, I understand, I understand what you're saying, but, like, in, in my particular situation, when, you know, he had to go from making several thousand dollars a week to minimum wage, mm-hmm. you know, at that point, I was like, oh, well, let me go ahead and get, let me go ahead and help you out with that. So, I, to me, the border period was over. It's time to move. If you, you know, if you had took that step to get a minimum wage, you know, let's go ahead and, you know, we got some income coming in. Let's let's go ahead and move and get you on to the next level. So maybe he wanted to chill out and not work so hard for a little bit. I mean, I don't know. We didn't go into detail about that, but I will take it into consideration if I ever have that situation again is to see if they're ready to make that move. So I Let me it. tell you how yeah. strong the male ego is in that. Like, not something as big, but just, you know, male ego. Langston, I was Langston drum major in 2013, uh, 2012. I mean, 2000, what is it, 2002? Uh, 2003, 2002, 2003, when I, uh, 2004 came up, and I didn't get drum major, but they was like, oh, you can still be on the drum line. Boy, please. I'm through with band. <laughs> I'm not going back to no band to be in. I got to tell everybody to shut up for a whole year. You think I'm going to go back to a band where somebody could tell me to shut up? No, no, no. I quit all the band. And anybody that knows me knows that I would never quit band. I quit band. I'm not going back. You can't go backwards. And that's just how guys think. So, mm-mm. I totally understand it. And I totally understand, you know, each guy has a different set of because it really comes down to, um, again, how much a guy has lost. And a lot of times, especially with, you know, the hand-picked guys that ladies like, a lot of guys ain't never lost. Y'all dating prom kings and whatnot and, and Mr. Basketball and all them dudes, they ain't never lost before. Like, losing to them is like, what? <laughs> so to be told that, you know, his job is getting taken away from him, you probably going to have to coddle that young man for a long time. A long time. Eco is a very strong, very, very strong pill. I'm reminded of when Lawrence was starting his job hunt again, and he was from Insecure. And he he had gotten um, the interview with, what was it? I think it might have been with the company that he's with now. And he was hemming and hawing about it, talking about, oh, I might not take it because if they want me this bad and I'm this interested, you know, they're this interested, what if? I should just do my own thing. And, like, the look that came across her face, and she was like, wait a minute. Like, what? What, what, do, you, what do you mean right yeah, now? Yeah, like, you done you know, waited all this time to get a job. Like, now you finna. And yep. been, yeah, and, like, he had been in his morning stage for quite a while over an app that he hadn't even launched yet. Like, he had not moved over the idea of something. And I understand that, like, a real, like an actual job versus an idea are different. But he was attached to this idea, like what I'm getting, what you're saying, as far as your job would be. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. like, I can see it from her interview. I thought that was, it was, it was, I guess my question is, 
understanding that ego is what drives those decisions that puts you into that period. At what point do you then give us grace of knowing that this is, in a way, unrealistic because your bills don't care about your mourning period, and, yes, your woman is there to cover you, but she's covering you for a time, I would think. Like, that's not supposed to be the way. So at what point Mm -hmm. do you as the man with the ego, the pride situation, or whatever the case may be, do you say, okay, during this time, I'm going to go and try and change my situation. And then when this, at this time, after I've done my part for the day, now I can come back to the couch and get my beard, sit and look and be like, damn, I really wish I didn't have to go out and hustle, you know, hustle for looking for a job today because X, Y, Z thing happened. Like, cause that's kind of how, in my mind, how I would think of a morning situation <laughs> for yeah. a situation because you like reality does not stop because this part of your reality does. So I think that I, I love the way that you broke down this to me to us tonight because I think me and Kels both had light bulb moments in this situation as far as knowing about a morning period. Even when came on to the live and said that that's true, that men do need a morning period. So you're you're there's an obvious there's truth to what you're saying, and I'm willing to accept that. It's just yeah, and I'm, I'm like agreeing to with y'all like, too. Don't uh, give us forever though. Don't give us forever. Now yeah, that I will agree too, because <laughs> y'all right. Because but this is the thing. This is the difference in it. Like a single man is not gonna take that morning period. He just ain't, and that's just because he know that he gonna be homeless if he got his own stuff. He can't. A single yeah. man is mm-hmm. he can't take that morning period. Now a dude with a woman. Of course, it's going to take that morning period because one, you you can milk it. Two, uh, I mean, it, we'll just stay with you can milk it because most of it comes back to the milking. You know what I mean? It's more. It, it's not a. It's not a using. It's just a more of a. This is that one time that you get to be. You know what I mean? Kind of teddy bear like you do her all the time, and it just happens. So. To, and, and it's kind of also too like a a showing of she really does care because as y'all see we ask often men really don't know what women do to show that they care and like women could draw out a list all day long and everything that y'all write men were right next to it you're supposed to do that anyway you're supposed to do that anyway you're supposed to do that anyway you're supposed to do that anyway. So once the whole thing gets done, well, I told you everything that I do, you're supposed to do all that anyway. Genuinely, men are waiting for that. We were on the same. We were doing good, Rashad. (laughs) I mean, but it's still the truth. Y'all asking me to be transparently true. No, no. I don't know. Maybe it's how you just said that. But if if we as women... Set forth, if you ask us as women, what is it that we do to show you that we care for you as our men? And we give you the line item list. And if your response to the majority of our list is you're supposed to do that anyway, and we are taking ourselves out of ourselves to do these things that, one, we don't do for other people, like that. I don't know if it's how you said it because I really, really want to understand what you said, but at some point it sounds very, very entitled as though you just because you're here, this is what you're necessarily like. Mm, that just. Mm, there's, there's a certain amount of. All of that is not required. Like at some point, like maybe that. 
our relationship things. The stuff that we do for y'all, everybody doesn't get. And it's not required for everybody. Just like when y'all say every chick doesn't get X, Y, Z things. Like, no, that's no, Rashad, wow. I love you, baby, but no. <laughs> we'll talk about that. It's like, mm-mm, no, that, that could be what it is. That's why maybe we don't get the morning period and why, like, because, like, life still has, while you're loving, while you're covering, while you're taking care of, you still have to do life. And me taking care of and covering you is perfectly fine. Like, I want to do that as a woman. I'm saying I, like, as women. We want to do that. But when it becomes this is what you're supposed to do, like, now you have to think of what are the, what is, what are the, the things, the caveats to what I'm supposed to do. So now am I supposed to go without the things that I used to have? Because now you're morning, am I supposed to go without, you know, like you have to think about all of the things that now are the, that are, that are uh, consequences of what we're like, you got to think about that, bro. Like there's a lot lot more. Totally understand. (laughs) And that's why, that's why I'm going to help put it back on the same page because this is where it got lost in translation. I was saying that in correlation to the reason why men sit around and want to be teddy bear during that downtime is because in our mind anyway, we're thinking we always, always, always teddy bearing y'all. So to see you do it is like a rites of passage, like a finally – so let me go on and get another day out of this until, you know, I think the wake-up call usually comes when she first comes home and says, so how many jobs did you find today? Did you get an interview? <laughs> or, like something like that rings the bell, and then it's like the, you know, you don't have to ask it every day. And this could be the first day that she asked it, but it's like your mind is already ready to go to, you know, you don't have to ask it every day, right? I put in 10 applications mm. every morning. And then it becomes a, a down downhill thing. But no, I'm not saying women are obligated to do something. I'm just saying that's a long age question that men really don't have the answer to. And if we did sit and take a list, I can guarantee you 80% of the things men are going to say you were supposed to do that anyway. And that's just because I don't, I don't know honestly what women are supposed to do for men. And that's just because most of us are taught that men are supposed to do for women. And women are supposed to be there and be pretty and be seen. It's barbaric, but that's the way we were taught. So I really don't know what women are supposed to do for men. As yeah, ignorant as that sounds. The way y'all were taught this this is and I know we kinda got off topic, but we just gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a show about it one day. But if <laughs> if you if even if that's a traditional sense that you know you were brought up as or that's what you learned. I don't understand why there's still disconnects. Because if we was all brought up with these barbaric ideas, as barbaric as they are, if we were all brought up with them, then why is it a, why are we butthurt when somebody brings it up? Because if a woman said know, something about a man paying a bill, are they going in? But you, you think we're supposed to sit and look pretty and stuff. We're supposed to sit and look pretty, you're supposed to be paying bills. But this is why. In in that barbaric time, women didn't have rights, and women wasn't making money like y'all making, and they didn't have the right to pop off like y'all get to pop off now. So 
if that's the case, if y'all want it to be 100% like that, then that means that y'all have to 100% shut up. And that's not going to happen. So, and we're not going to request it because nobody wants a mute. So, like, times have totally changed. And like I said, as we are accepting of the fact that y'all are bosses, y'all have to be accepting of the fact that we shut up and step back and applaud y'all being bosses and accept that and honor y'all as equals. Or we can go back to being barbaric. It can't be a mix of both. It's either a dime or a dime. It ain't a nickel and a nickel. It's a dime. We can't do the mixing coins to make it be 10 cents. No, no, it's a 10 cent piece. We want the 10 cent piece, and everybody has a 10 cent piece. Not pieces of a 10 cent. Nah. Because then it, we stay how we are. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I just can't because it just feel, it feel, Which what, you what you're saying is what, what I'm saying is that it's still, y'all still do the opposite. Or I'll say a lot of men still do the opposite. If you think that you know, especially when you're asking, like, hey, what does what what a woman do to show that she's doing something special? And you know, we be thinking we really getting down. Oh yeah, I'm a cook. I'm gonna put on my stilettos and my lingerie <laughs> and cook. And y'all be like, uh, that's what you must do anyway. No, but it's not. What I'm yeah. saying is <laughs> in this new age is what I'm saying. That's the part y'all not getting. Soda, that's what you must do anyway out the window. Well, out the yeah. window. That's what I'm saying. That, throw that out the window. I mean, throw that out the window. using raw numbers again, so I'll just say 60% of women <laughs> don't sleep in jargon pants no way. So to ask you to be sexy and cook is something that you do anyway on your own time. Why is it that, I mean, and nobody, I don't think anybody's asked you to cook in stilettos, but it, still. Um I, I don't care what no, you wear. Cook. Who care what you're I'm, wearing? Cook. No, it ain't, the, it ain't the outfit that's appealing. It's the steak. I know what you look right, like. But, but that's what we're saying. The outfit is what makes it special. Y'all the ones reducing it. All I'm saying is don't reduce what we say we're doing special for you. I don't care if I say bringing you a cold glass of water is what I'm doing for you special. If that's my special way and I don't bring every man a cold glass, that you accept it as my special way. Is it special that he take out the trash? Is it special that he cut the grass? Yes, yes, like yes. Is it special that? Is it special that your man walk around the house and make sure the doors and windows are locked before everybody goes to sleep? That's special. It is. That's not just what he's supposed to do. When my husband goes away, when James goes away and takes his trip, and I have to remember, like, I don't want to go downstairs in the dark house where I'm locking out what could be intruders and things that can harm me and my family. Like, I love that he does that every night. He gets up and he goes and locks all the windows, locks all the doors, checks to make sure everything is put. Like, I love that he does that. And I think men. Well, I want y'all to write a memoir and make other women feel the same. Men know, men know, men can answer what we do special once we're gone. Well, as soon as when, when you have a woman and she's consistent and she's there, oh, y'all, everything is what you're supposed to do. But as soon as that woman bounces, you got a long list of stuff that you missed about her. Those are the things that you were telling her she was supposed to do. No, 
That's not what she's supposed to do. That's Those are the things that you love that were special, that were different, that you did not do for yourself prior to her. That's why. I mean, it ain't that we don't do it for ourselves. It's just that we ain't as quick to it. Like, shouts out to the stack of laundry I'm looking at that's waiting on a girlfriend. Paging you. Got some laundry calling your name, young lady. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) I'm telling you, some ponies that could use a little water and some soap. I'm just saying. Okay. Shopping for a new person (laughs) with a washer. (laughs) (laughs) But look. I, look, when y'all said be barbaric, those are the things that I like. I don't like to put my hands in dishwater. So shouts out to every girlfriend that washes a dish because I don't like to do dishes. I just don't. I scrub a toilet before I do some dishes. I just will. Hey. Yeah, see, I don't like scrubbing toilets, so that would be special to me. Like, I don't like cleaning the toilet. So if you were to do that and you were cool with that, I wash the dishes. I ain't tripping. I'm not sure about I'm going to give you a good example of something that I appreciated, and this was very recent. And shout out to the homies. But so I was dating a person and didn't feel like, well, it was mutual. You know, when things weren't like going like, I thought they should go, and we kind of reduced our statuses. You know, this person felt like, well, you know, when we go out and stuff, we need to go Dutch. And I don't have a problem going Dutch. I don't have a problem at all. I don't have a problem going Dutch. I don't have a problem paying. That's just, you know, not. I don't have a problem with it. Well, one particular weekend, I hung out with, you know, some male friends most of the weekend and didn't have to pay for nothing. So I'm thinking, like, dang. If the homies can pay for the meal and pay for, you know, drinks or wherever we're going, I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm reaching in my purse and and, don't, and have to just pay the tip, you know. I'm like, that was, to me, that's something special. So I'm like, okay, if I find somebody else romantically that's like that, that'll be something that, you know, I, I enjoy and that I need to, you know, look for. Because it's never been a priority to me before. It just It just never has. So... You know, that's a perfect example of not, you know, thinking something that everybody assumes men are just supposed to pay for everything all the time, but it doesn't happen that way. So when somebody does it, it's special. I'm not going to say that's what you're supposed to do. I'm going to be like, thank you. I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm just saying that's 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 how we have to be. You don't have to be barbaric. I'm just saying if you're going to be barbaric, then, you know, you have to own up to the other half of being barbaric. If you're going to be progressive, then appreciate the little things that your, you know, that your mate would do. I'm done. I bow. I take my yep. bow. Me too. Right. <laughs> that was good, job. That was a good little conversation. <laughs> that one took some, took some mm-hmm. turns, but I'm glad that that combo. And that obviously, obviously opened us up to some others that we need to circle back to um, as far as how we – value each other and our roles in the relationship. That's a whole new kind of conversation we got going right there. Love it. Yeah. All right. Before we get into our wrap-up, we would like to um, shout out another one of our small businesses here um, sponsored by the school, which is Miss Teresa Taylor. Huh? What were you saying, Kim? Sorry, I was going to say um, by one of our school members, Ms. Teresa Taylor, who is our 
a realtor. She's a realtor with Keller Williams of Central Oklahoma. Teresa says that she is here to serve you to the fullest. You are her VIP. She's education. She's educated, honest, caring, loyal, trusting, and sincere, and she wants to help you and your family get into your new home. You can contact her at 405-330-2626 or at Teresa Taylor at kw.com. Her name is spelled T-H-E-R-E-S-S-A, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at kw.com. Holler at your girl if you need a home. She will get you set up, you and your family on the right track. So shout out to Teresa for um, for that awesome ad with us in the scoop. If you have a small business and you would like to advertise with us here on the Scoop Radio as well as Nouveau Exposure, our Scoop Nation group, and our other uh, media outlets, please contact Winfrey Burns, myself, Kells, or Rashad for information on um, rates and your uh, <clears throat> what you get when you choose to advertise with us. We are happy to advertise your businesses. We are definitely team small business here at the Scoop and Global Drive. Um, we've got some events coming up. I'm going to defer to Rashad to hit us with our events that we have coming up. We've got quite a few things coming up. One this weekend, right, Rashad? Go ahead and hit us with our yes, event. Yes, ma'am. So we have our Stepping in line and dance with Reese this weekend, Friday at Russell's. Um, that event is $10, and we will be in there having a good time. So we do expect Oklahoma City to come out and have a good time with us there. Um, what else we got coming up? October is the big one. October 28th, uh, we have – well, let me let me stop going. I'm coming, Kels. I got you. See, I'm, I'm in love with the kids, too. Everybody love the kids. We can't wait to talk about the kids. But uh, the 23rd, Oklahoma City. Uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, no, no, no. In between there, we got uh, to say uh, shouts out to everybody that's getting on the boat. The boat is coming up. So shouts out to everybody that's getting on the boat. Uh, 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 prayers with y'all and all that good stuff. And be safe, have fun, float, and, 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 and take pictures. Um, for those of us that are here on the land, we have the barbecue. So on the 23rd, we're doing the barbecue, Stars and Stripes. Uh, keep signing up for that. Uh, keep letting us know what you're going to do. We got, uh, well, I got a grill master in mind. If somebody else wants to also join in with the grill master, shout out to Marion. Y'all are not barring that girl from the grill. I saw that meat. Marion is on the grill. If she want a grill, she can get down. <laughs> As I said, PM standing up don't got no rule with me. That's what I'm telling you right now. <laughs> that woman showed that she can cook. That picture looked like it was real. She's on the grill. Um, we got, let me see, that we, that's the 23rd of September. So, yep, that takes us to October. So now we can talk about the kittens. So for all you fellas that like to hear about the kittens, the kittens will be in the building. Russell's is having the curvy kittens and a masquerade ball. Well, not a masquerade, but a costume ball and, Ray Chan's mini little birthday whoop, you know what I'm talking about, all going down at one good time. You know what I'm talking about? We're going to have fun at <laughs> over 28. So, uh, yeah, come hang out with the scoop. We're going to have a blast. We got more stuff coming, man. Y'all have fun. <clears throat> all right, Kels, I know Rashad. Yeah, go, go ahead, Kels. <laughs> oh, no, I'm like, oh, Rashad did it, yes. Uh, um, October 28th, the Saturday before the official Halloween holiday, we will be having a fashion party. It is a costume party 
and we will be showing you some new things from Curry Kitten, and it's going to be very entertaining. We have some great hosts, um, comedian uh, Damon Detroit and um, Miss Holly North, the most, the hostess with the mostest. So it is going yes. to be a good. <clears throat> so yeah, you don't want to miss it. You want us to dress up, Kim? Are we coming in costumes? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And doing four outfits. I'm already telling you, I'm gonna be pulling yeah. down four times. No costume. I'm just gonna be fresh to death. That's my costume. I look for Ray Chan to be Ray Chan fresh on you. What time out? Woo! Coming through. Oh my god! Oh my god! See, I think I might have to costume. I might have to get sexy on them for the one time for the Halloween. I don't usually dress up, oh, yeah. but this sounds so much fun. I'm here for it. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. gonna be Ray Chand out. People have been showing me their their costumes. People are getting ready for this. We have some people coming from out of town. I got males and females kidding me up with what they costumes are. Yeah, it's about to go down. Um, oh, so. yeah. Let's go Whoa. get the ticket. Oh, get the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, yeah. as always, we enjoy you every every week here on The Scoop. We thank you for spending time with us, whether it is on our live feed, on our phone line, or if you click the link and listen online, we appreciate you. <clears throat> if you are in the here of watching our lives, please share this to your regular pages, message it, message, inbox it to your friends. Um, let us know what we need to do to get more listeners for the show. So, holler at us. Try to keep it low when you knock me to the floor Cause I don't wanna go 